His grandfather left an indelible imprint on his life. He showed him love is what love does. And if love doesn't do anything, then love ain't nothing. And more, all through example. I picture a humble, hardworking, confident man. I think I'm right. This week's guest, Mike Pittman, shared this tender story of working with his grandfather as a teenager and how it helped form him into who he became. My three words for Mike, creative, curious, confident. Need some inspiration, some encouragement? You're in the right place. We focus on confidence so you will believe in yourself more. Passion so you will turn it into purpose. And gratitude so you will find gifts even in the hardest of times. I'm Rochelle Condi now and this is Unabashed You. Welcome to the show, Mike. It's such an honor to have you here. It's great to be here. Wonderful. Uh, Mike and I connected through Instagram, as many people do, and I'm looking forward to getting to know him more. So we'll go ahead and get started. Is there anything you want listeners to know as we get started here? I would say um, mainly that I am just trying to um, figure out what my art is going to mean. Um, it's It's been more of a side hustle, but I want it to end up being something different, but I'm I'm still learning what that is. Right, exactly. I, I think a lot of people are having that experience. You kind of, you know, look through things. I, I love that you can see that people are trying things they've not tried before and they're exploring and they've got a passion for it. And um, that's great. As an aside, Mike is an incredible photographer. So we'll get all of the places we can find you in a little bit. What three words would you use to describe yourself, Mike? Um, definitely passionate. Um, I would say probably emotional at times. <laughs> and um, I would also probably say, um, I would say strong. And I don't necessarily mean in a physical sense. Um Life's been tough and looking back on it, it's been interesting to see what the endurance path will get you through. And then you realize how strong you are getting through some things. Right. And then you're you're almost like pleasantly surprised, like, whoa, I didn't even know I could get through that. Because sometimes when you're in it, you're thinking there's no way I can get out the other end. So exactly. that's that's very encouraging. Now, I'm surprised you didn't say creative because I think of photographers as being very creative you know, with a great eye, but these are your words, passionate, emotional, strong. And that really paints a very um, nice beginning picture of who you are and how you see yourself, which is to me um, exciting. So have you ever played two truths and lie? This is where you say three things about yourself. One of those things is not true, but I won't know which one it is till the end. I'll try to sort of figure out which one it might be. I've definitely played it before. Um, okay, sometimes good. It's, it's good to see if people could figure it out. <laughs> okay, tell us three things. Um, I absolutely, one hundred percent, love to to uh, to fly. That's uh, one of my favorite things. I love going places. It inspires a lot of my places for photography. Flying is where it's at. Okay. Um, I also am. Um, I'm a terrible dancer. <laughs> it's just sad to say, but uh, I am a terrible dancer. And uh, when I grew up. Uh, I grew up in the inner city, but the, the uh, thing is I was in a gang for a day. Uh, so interesting, right? So ooh, ooh, ooh. those are my three. And yes. And this is so interesting because 
Um, you know, they grew up in an inner city, was in a gang for a day. So you you put a, a amount of time on it. So it could have been two days, one hour, one week, one month. So I'm going to set that one aside. Terrible dancer. I don't know. Is there such a thing as a terrible dancer? I have to wonder <laughs> because I think if music is on and you're moving the way that you feel to move, I don't know if there's such a thing. Love to fly. I can see that as a photographer. Um, that that would take you a lot of different kind of, you know, kinds of places. And that would allow you to take lots of different kinds of, I'm going to say you love to fly. I'm going to say you think you're a terrible dancer. And I'm going to say the lie is that you grew up in the inner city, that you were in a gang, but at the time period was not a day. So I'm going to say that's the lie. How'd I do? Mm, you missed it. Um, oh! <laughs> interestingly enough, uh, I'll take them in reverse. Uh, okay, sure. Thing. It was tough. I was in the inner city. Um, we got tired of as kids having to deal with the gang activity. And a lot of it is either you're in or you're out. And so at some point or another, I got tired of fighting, got tired of getting beat up in a lot of cases. And what I did is uh, I joined uh, okay. to not be long winded about it. It means getting jumped in. Um, and we can talk about what that means later. But then I came home and my dad figured out that I had joined. And uh, he basically said, no, no, you're not. So he's <laughs> Oh you're either going to fight them or you're going to fight me. We're going to figure something out. So I had to get jumped back out. So if my tenure lasted. Did they allow that? Did they allow that? It seems they, like that's once you're in. It, you get, you get uh, jumped in. To, you get beat up to show your toughness to see how tough oh you are to get gosh. in. And to get out is the same, but it's obviously a little bit more stringent. Um, oh so it hurt, but I got out of that. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm glad because a lot of my friends that continued on, uh, did not meet good paths in that. And it would have been a poor choice. Um, as far as the dancer, um, I, I heard in a movie once, the, mo- the music moves me, but it moves me ugly. <laughs> so that's probably what I would say for that. Um, I was in um, I was in a band uh, when I was coming up, when everybody wanted to be a, a boy band member or something like that coming up. So I could create the music, but um, as far as uh, dancing, eh, I, was, I was okay at best. If I could have somebody set the steps out for me. Um, and then as far as flying, I am 100% terrified of heights. Wow. But I, I don't let it stop me though, because I yes. absolutely do love to travel and I've seen some marvelous places. Thanks to my wife. She's actually been uh, instrumental in uh, getting me to take that, that leap of faith, so to speak. I hate it the whole time I'm out there. But I have, uh, as of yet, uh, I haven't let it stop me from getting on the plane. Um, right. So uh, so I guess I can say I'm, I'm a little proud of myself for that part. Yes, you're doing it so anyway. Good. You're doing it scared. You're doing it anyway, which which right. is a really good thing. And, you know, quite frankly, I think a lot of us don't really like to fly. There's just a complete loss of control, obviously. And when, you know, I walk in, if the cockpit doors open, I kind of glance. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, mm-hmm. they, they look they look able. They look well-rested. Right. <clears throat> you know, not that any of that matters, but <clears throat> it's just funny. It's funny that that would make any difference whatsoever. Okay, so it, it it, in your mind, you are a terrible dancer. I'd have to see this to agree, and I doubt I would because I just don't. I don't. Yeah. Anyway, I, I want to say I'm really thankful for your dad. You know, your dad just like put his foot down and said, "No, I will not mm-hmm. have it. Undo mm-hmm. it." No. And I I just I almost have goosebumps thinking that your dad did that for you. What an amazing gift that he gave you. 
I'm sure it, it might have felt very mixed at the time, but I'm sure now you just see, oh my gosh, he did this really hard thing for me, and I'm so glad he did. 100%. Yeah. No question about it. Yeah. Well, um, and this is always a fun question. So one of your favorite movies of all time, we we likely have many, but one of your favorite movies. I love Ocean's Eleven. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I actually love them both. The original one with the Brat, uh, brat Pack, as it were, but I, uh-huh. I actually saw it for the first time with the second go around with uh, Clooney and, and his whole gang. Yeah. I love the camaraderie. Um, and, and even though obviously they're not doing something that's strictly legal, it, okay. it's just the whole movie just moved in, in in a way that just kind of spoke to me, just that you can accomplish anything, um, no matter what the task is, you put your mind to it. And it's also fun, right? It, I mean, 100%. Yes. Fun. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, the message of you can accomplish, you can accomplish anything. Yeah. That, that exactly. is a good one. I haven't seen that one in a long time. And, and a person that inspires you share with us a person that inspires you. A person that inspires me, um, I would say it, ha- it would have to be my grandfather. Um, he's long since passed, um, but he gave me my first job um, and it wasn't anything glamorous. We were, uh, he used to clean houses um, for a gentleman that uh, owned a lot of properties. And what he did is he taught me the value of, of work. Um, right. He would show up, I was probably 13. And uh, when he would go out, he'd go out early and like, we'd be on site at 6 a.m. So you can imagine wow. what that meant to a, a very young teenager. <laughs> yes. And it certainly wasn't anything good. Sometimes the houses were without power and there were people that oh. had been evicted. So you can imagine the state that they left the house oh my in. Goodness. Mm-hmm. But he, when we left, the house was as clean as it could possibly be. And um, it, he taught me the work ethic. I, I got paid well for, for a kid, but he basically just, he wouldn't let me quit and be lazy. Like a, a lot of, oh. you know, as young teenagers could tend to do kind of half do stuff. He wouldn't let me do that. He uh, taught me uh, a little bit more about what perfection means and about what your work should stand for. And uh, oh, and yes. I try to carry that with me even to this day. Yes, I love that. I, I think that's just fantastic. And it's so wonderful that, you know, we can have different people in our lives that really leave that kind of imprint on us that we then really it becomes a part of who we are and we take that forward and hopefully inspire or help others to do the same. That's that's really good. And yeah, I love hearing your grandfather. Now a piece of wisdom you keep handy. Piece of wisdom, interestingly enough, is from that same person. Um okay. and I honestly don't know where he picked it up from. Um and it it, it talked about love. We hear a lot about it. Uh, mm-hmm. his, his simple phrase was love is what love does if oh. love doesn't do anything he would say love ain't nothing and it sounded real corny back in the day but then when you really think about it it's it's a demonstration of uh of how you feel about someone is really what love is you can talk about it as much as you want but you act upon love and then someone can really see what they mean to you right so that, that part has stuck with me about what I would do as I express love towards family, friends, right. my wife, and uh, right. it's always with me. Right. Again, the impact that your grandfather had, and it's mm-hmm. just, you know, I think sometimes we don't realize, especially when you were that age and you you heard that probably multiple times and you worked with him, you, you had no idea how that was going to help form who you who you became. I think there's so much value in showing up for other people because you just, you don't, 
have any idea how you might be affecting them. And that's not even really why you're doing it. He's doing it because I'm imagining he wanted to share with you who he was and what he thought. And so you could uh, then follow suit if you so chose to do what you did. And that's wonderful. And I imagine everybody in your life is better off because of that. I'd like to believe so. (laughs) Yes. So that's wonderful. So as you know, Mike, we're doing a series on confidence. So I'm going to just ask you some questions. We're just going to have a conversation about what confidence is, because I think it's something, I mean, we hear a lot about it, but I'm not sure that we really kind of like the love thing, take it from, you know, up here in the, the mind and really have it be a part of who we are. I feel I feel strongly that we need to increase that. And and certainly in a healthy sense, not yes. in an arrogant, uh, dysfunctional sense. So who True. is someone you know who who we probably would all know is the picture of confidence? Uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I thought about this question um, and I, it wasn't fenced in by real or fictional. Uh, so I'm going to go with the <laughs> fictional character of Raymond Reddington. Um, oh, tell um, me who that is. Uh, Raymond Reddington is actually, uh, it was this series called The Blacklist, and he was uh, yes. basically the, the number one on the most wanted list, and he was just, a, he's a mastermind, and what I, it was admirable about him is that he was just determined, just whatever the situation was, no matter what the adversity was against him, he was never shaken, he just always would sidestep, he'd always have a second way to figure out something, and even the times when it seemed like he didn't. He would just, just, you never saw any, um, any question in his mind that he was going to get through whatever that was. Right. And so it's, it's, it, was, it was, it was inspiring to watch. Now, was that the James, um, James Spader? Yeah. James Spader was, was he yes. Raymond Reddington then? He was. Oh, and oh my gosh, it, he just it. embodied that, that role. I, I, I already missed him in that series. It's over, but uh, I would watch the whole thing from beginning to end again. Wow. Interesting. Okay. I think I, I watched uh, maybe a season and a half. I mean, it's like one of those things I just kind of fell to the wayside, but I may have to revisit given you're very, um, I like the words that you've used to that 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 you saw from him, the determined, not shaken, sidestep, no matter what challenge comes up. Those sound pretty good to me. How would you define confidence? Confidence. I would say it, it's that thing. Forget the uh, uh, simplicity of the word, not but that convinces you that you can do something, no matter what it is. So you start small, like the, a baby at some point has to build confidence that they can stand. And that sounds so like, well, of course they're going to stand, but no, not always. Um, (laughs) You have confidence that as you walk across this floor, your, your ground's not going to give out from under you. And these little things along the way, you, you kind of build confidence based on your experiences. And so most of it is literally just uh, a belief that Mm -hmm. whatever your goal is, however near or however far, is going to work. You, you have that innate belief based on something, but it starts from nothing. As a baby, you've got nothing yeah. to draw on. Yeah. So it goes all the way back to almost uh, like, a, like a sense um, that it, this is going to work. And you see like a kid, they'll just keep trying and keep trying. They finally get it. And there's no one ever looks back at a baby and thinks, well, you shouldn't, should not, uh, you shouldn't quit. <laughs> 
but we quit. <laughs> Our right. confidence gets shaken. And so as long as you can keep that thing that keeps you moving, I think that that's confidence. I don't think it's tangible. I think it's a feeling. Right. Oh, I like that. So it, given that it's a feeling, um, do you think there's a difference between feeling confident and being confident? Um, I believe when someone would say being confident is when you're actually willing to step out on that belief. You can say, we'll go back to my fear of flying um, because I have to do it. I'm confident that those pilots know what they're doing. I'm confident that that steel is just not going to rip apart in the air. And so I step into that plane comfortably getting ready to go wherever it is. Um, Because there's some part of me that has to believe and be confident that I'm going to be successful and get there. Otherwise, I'd never get in. (laughs) So I think that's, uh, I believe confidence, not as dramatic as that, but just uh, when you finally take the step rather than think about it. Right. Ooh, I like that. Take the step rather than think about it. That's good. That's really good. Wow. And so when, when would you say you feel the most confident? Um, I would say I feel the most confident when I am actually behind the camera. And uh, I'll say that and not necessarily trying to publicize myself as a photographer, but sometimes I'll be looking at something and I'll see something that I want to capture and, and bring home. And so um, over the years I've, uh, figured out a way to bring that home with me. Um, you know, it's, I'm confident that the picture that I'm going to take in this short amount of time is, is going to come home with me. Cause I grew up um, and a lot of people in my age range was film. You took the shot and you either got it or you did it. Um, and so, yes, I love the digital age and all that stuff, but I feel the most confident literally knowing, yes, I've got this shot and it's wow. going to be, it's going to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I've even brought stuff home and, and, and my wife or my friends will go, where was that? <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> I saw that I wanted, I wanted to be able to share that. And so that, right. and that adds, that adds oh, to my confidence. Right. Because you, you probably as an artist, you are seeing things that maybe others, you know, easily miss because we're either looking at the thing as a whole, or maybe we mm-hmm. zeroed in on a particular aspect where you're seeing something with um a different eye. That's 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 how I feel. Yes. Yeah, that's wonderful. And would we say the opposite is true? So when you feel the least confident is when what? Least confident, I would say, would probably be when I know that um, whatever I'm going to accomplish has little chance of success. And sometimes I go oh. back again to that whole idea: is did I fail because I didn't believe it to begin with, or? was it insurmountable? Um, and, uh-huh. so, and, and so it it actually, um, the failure of whatever it is doesn't get to me sometimes as much as me losing the the, the confidence itself. Ooh. So again, trying to keep that that bubble, if you will, we're in the uh-huh. middle to where don't don't count yourself out, you know. And so that's that's happened to me before where um, again, sometimes I'll speak through my uh, my art, whether it's uh, photography or music. Um, sometimes it's a performance. So I'll go with the music. Like, ah, uh, this this audience, I don't think this gonna, they're going to like this song. Uh-huh. And I I guarantee that I step on that stage 100% different than if I went, that's my audience. That we're we're going to rock this tonight. And uh-huh. so 
I would say that I feel um, the least confident when I, I'm in a situation where I've already sized up an unfavorable outcome. Oh, interesting. Okay. So like mindset, you're going into it with a, a less than ideal mindset. Yes. Right. That, you know, that's such a good point in that, because I, I think sometimes it's our minds that are the thing that really stops us from being all that we could be because, you know, that fear. Um, well, if you were going to like give us three things you think would help all of us gain a little more confidence, what would those be? Um, I would say suspend the belief that uh, whatever you want is not possible to have. So get just get rid of that idea. Um, the idea that you can't be as successful as, as anybody is. So just, just get rid of that. It, approach it like it's already yours. Uh, the second thing is, is to surround yourself with as many people or at least at least one person that you know is in your mind better or more skilled at that task than you. Ooh. It's hard to learn from somebody that's that's not uh, more skilled or has not gone through something or somebody that can't teach you something. Um, right. And then at the same time, I would say um, be willing to be taught. Um, a lot of times we get full of ourselves and I'll say we, certainly including myself, we will come across a person that doesn't on the surface look like they know more about whatever the subject is than we do. And so we miss knowledge. We miss oh. being taught at even the most basal level. Um, and I'll share a short story about it and I'll let it go. Um, I was in my twenties and we were again pursuing the music thing and me and my buddy, we were in a store, we we're going to buy a piece of uh, equipment, a drum machine. And so we were tapping around on the thing. And this, uh, I say older, <laughs> he's like my age now. He had to <laughs> yes. be in his fifties. He comes up and he's like, Hey, did, what do you know about this machine? And so at first I'm looking at him like, what does this guy know about this thing? Uh, but <laughs> I said, okay, well, let me listen to what he has to say. So he starts working on this thing and it's responding to him. <laughs> like he built the thing. It's like, Oh my gosh. And so we sat and it had to be about a half hour of, of this machine doing things that I just never thought it could do. And I said, Wow, thank you. Do you do classes? And the okay. name on the back of the piece of equipment was Roland. Uh-huh. That guy was Jim Roland. Oh, He's the guy that owns the company. And I and I learned so much, not necessarily about the machine, but just in that moment oh. about just be willing to be taught. Don't don't limit yourself to what you think somebody can to can teach you. Okay. And I don't necessarily even mean older kids have taught me a oh, lot. Oh my gosh. And, yes. um, so that that's what I would say that it will it will inspire your confidence. Well, th those are fantastic. Really enjoy those, Mike. I have I can't let this go by without asking you. Oh my goodness, you're also a musician. Tell tell me what do you play? Um, I play keyboards and and I do write um, a little bit of music here and there. I've been trying to uh, pursue that, um, gosh, for many years. Um, I let myself get stopped from the, the music biz from a lack of confidence. It's funny. I didn't realize how this interview was going to tie in so many parts of my life. Yes. Um, but what um, it's allowed me to do is continue along the path to uh, help some, uh, help my son, um, my middle child. He really wants to uh, rap. And wow. in the beginning, it, I, I'll have to say that I was, I was like, okay, well, what do we do? Cause I sing. Um, right. And yeah. I'm a better singer than I am a, a musician, but it, matter notwithstanding, I love rap, but I don't rap. So I was like, you can get that from me. 
And <laughs> then I had to move myself about out of the way. It's like, Michael, it's not about you. <laughs> right. It's about him. And so being able to inspire his, uh, his craft and all those things we spoke about a little bit ago, uh, don't count yourself out, aim for that, right. that really far goal. Surround yourself with people that are better than you and, and be willing to learn. And it's been so fun to watch that progress and watch him grow as an artist. And so it's, it's, it's cool. I mean, I know a lot of parents want to live through their kids, but not every bit of his success uh, is all his right. um, as he gets there. But it's, it's been so fun to be able to just take a little bit of uh, what I knew and, and share it with him. And right. so that's, I would say that would be it. Well, and that's wonderful, too, because in that way, you're making an impact on him that you don't even know necessarily how that's going to go moving forward. But mm-hmm. like your grandfather did for you, you shared a piece of yourself and your thought process, what's important to you with him. And um, and then I'm sure that you encourage him in finding people who are better than him in the area that he is interested in and I'm sure you mm-hmm. do that for your it sounds like you have two other kids and somebody's in the middle I'm assuming you've got a, a, one on either side so I'm sure you're doing that for all of them oh 100 percent my uh, my oldest son is uh it's it's interesting he's actually the the, the dancer <laughs> he's, oh. he's he's a phenomenal dancer and once again I I can't say that he got that from me for so <laughs> Being encouraging and 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 having him uh, show me a thing or two here and there is 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 fun, and I I love my gosh now that I'm saying his name out loud he's my namesake he's also Michael oh um, yeah and he is very confident and he never mm. uh, in my view really suffered for uh, for anything other uh, other than his decision to do something or not and so it's right. it's it's you always want your kids to be successful right. and then my youngest son he is 14 um he's the cook now I can say that he <laughs> did pick that he did pick that up for me a little bit okay. but but at his age he's he's far surpassed anything that I was uh, going to be able to do and uh it's it's fun I didn't realize how much fun being a parent was going to be and then I have two stepdaughters um and I just call them my daughters right. uh, my youngest is uh, almost done with her master's uh, oh, she's uh wow um just as brilliant as she can be, uh, uh, anthropology, archaeology. Uh, so wow. she's got the brains, uh, wow. uh, and uh, so does her older sister, who's um, got uh, a master. Uh, sorry, a double masters, and she <laughs> she lives in France. So wow. we talk about people that are just <laughs> shooting shooting for the stars. I can't take anything away from uh, from them. They got all that from their mother. Um, as far as the the two girls, they're just uh, uh, she's. She's an excellent mother and, and inspires all of those ideals that we've talked about in Denson. Right. Uh, so. Well, and isn't that wonderful, too, when your children can inspire you? And, and we also are a blended family, so I understand, you know, the, the ones you came with, the ones that somebody brought, all that. But your, your kids can be so inspiring to you. I, I'm mm-hmm. finding that a really delightful part of this part of life where your kids are more or less grown, although the 14 year old is, is still at home, but how wonderful that, you know, he, he's he must cook for you all so that you get to enjoy his passion. And it sounds like they all are pursuing things that are important to them, things that are, they are passionate about that they want to, I call it like, do the thing, you know, show up, be who you are and do the thing that only you can do. And they're all doing that. 
And there's I couldn't have put that better. Yeah, there's so much joy and fulfillment is in that as a parent looking into their lives and being, you know, sort of cheerleaders on the side. It's a it's a wonderful time. I did I didn't know how much having kids grown was going to be, how sweet that was going to be. Right? Yeah. I think it's a, it's one of those things that you have to experience. Somebody could have told you about it and you would have heard it, but it's still the experience is, is, is that right. much sweeter. Yes. So I, I love it. Yes. Wonderful. Well, Mike, is there anything else that you want to say in conclusion you feel like you didn't get to say? No, I um, I went into this uh, interview uh, with just with a little bit of a question because uh, I think before we started recording, I asked, why me? And still, <laughs> um, uh it's it's uh it's humbling and it's honoring at the same time to mm-hmm. uh to be considered for an interview um so so i just wanted to basically just say thank you um, thank you for considering me interesting enough to want to ask and uh, i i would love to uh revisit anytime you are uh, yes. able to have me but i will I, also i would love that yes i'll also I watch yours and learn more about you yes Thank you. I appreciate that, Mike, so much. And honestly, if I had time in my life, I would love to talk to everybody because I think every person has a story and every person has multiple chapters in that story of, you know, heartache and pain and things they learned from that. And also times of great elation and joy. I mean, you know, it's the whole roller coaster. I, I find people fascinating and I'm a curious individual. So I, I like this kind of connection. And to me, it's, it's, you know, on a selfish level, I mean, I enjoy it so much just for me, the fact that other people out there might tune in and get something from it just tickles me and delights me to no end. So I I thank you, Mike, for taking this time. And can you tell us where we can find you, uh, your your wonderful photography? Um, Tall, bald Mike photography is on uh, Instagram. Um, I'm working on an actual website, but that's, that's where you can find me for now. Um, I'm uh, open to suggestions and collaborations. So uh, right. you find me. Well, and that's where I found you. And I love hearing that you're, you're putting a website together because I think that, you know, yours being a visual medium, it, I think it's really important to have a place where people go, can go to see more of what you have to offer. So that's that wonderful. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mike. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to me. That's the most precious thing that we have is our time. So being able to, to make this connection to have a conversation, I, I just consider myself uh, very, very fortunate and inspired. Thanks so much, <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. My pleasure. Mike defined confidence as that thing that convinces you you can do something. Simple and profound. And the three suggestions to become more confident. One, suspend the belief that what you want is not possible to have. Two, surround yourself with people better than you. At least one person you can learn from. And three, be willing to be taught. Don't limit yourself or miss out on knowledge. And now our closing prayer, God, may we develop a stronger muscle of confidence that is healthy and convicts us that who we are is who we are supposed to be. May we lean into our strengths, sharing them, 
May we grow from the things we miss, the hurts we carry. May we minimize fear so as not to live with regret. And may we love ourselves as we love others. Amen. Don't miss out. Don't live with what could have been. Get out there with small steps and flex that confident muscle. Build on it. Be unabashed. Be you. Thank you.